0: Brought to you by the 2012 Toyota Camry. Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Polette and I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across from me, as always, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there! So yeah, there's been some interesting news about some tech personalities uh, yeah. lately. As of the time we're recording this, toward the end of November, 2012, and um, you know we've talked a lot about people who have very strong personalities, people like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs, and sure, um, you know, very very powerful personalities. They're uh, they may be friendly, they may be you know have thorny. Uh, anger management problems or whatever, yeah. but for the most part, you know, you can see a, a pretty good picture of the person involved. Um, and then there are other people uh, who you go, wait, what? What?
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> and yeah. We, we've
0: had a pretty big one of those toward the end of the, of 2012.
1: There's a spectrum of uh, of normal. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. There's some people who are further out to, on the edges
1: of that spectrum. I would say people like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates are a little further out on that spectrum than others because they are very they were both very driven. Of course, Steve Jobs, yes. unfortunately, uh, passed away, but both very driven individuals who were passionate about their interests and mm-hmm. um, and both reportedly had uh, times when they were not the most pleasant. Of people to be around. That is true. So, so yeah, you've got that whole spectrum thing. Well, that we wanted to talk today about some people who kind of fall outside that spectrum to the point where you'd say, all right, either this person has something seriously wrong going on with them, or perhaps the things that are being reported about this person are putting them in a really bad light, but in any way, they are. Clearly, they're they're in a situation that is not normal, and they themselves may not be what we would call normal. Right. Um, and the first one we wanted to talk about was the one who was in the news recently is John McAfee, mm-hmm. and uh, McAfee is a, a guy who's he's been known as being an eccentric for. Uh, for more than a decade. Yes. Um, But McAfee, he was born in England and raised in Virginia. He went to Roanoke College and got a a degree in mathematics from that college. Uh, He spent time as a programmer for NASA's Institute for Space Studies. Uh, Mm -hmm. He worked for a couple of big companies. He worked for Univac. He worked for Xerox. In 1978, he joined the Computer Sciences Corporation. uh, And then he started working for Lockheed. And mm-hmm. while he was working for Lockheed, that's when he started to develop the software that he has uh, really become known for. In fact, it shares his name, the McAfee antivirus software. Yes. Uh while at Lockheed, he was uh, he he became very interested in this idea of detecting and removing computer viruses mm-hmm. because they were just really starting to uh to blossom at that time. We're talking about um the late 80s and you know this is before we really get into the eras of uh, web. the web doesn't really exist yet actually it doesn't exist yet in the mm-hmm. in the eighties um and very few companies have access to some of the other internet um functionalities like you know file transfer protocols or email, although they do exist at this time mm-hmm. but he was now, he, he could see that there was this rise in uh, computer viruses and that because computers uh, follow directions, there are ways of creating directions that make your computer do things that you don't necessarily want it to do, whether that's uh, completely filling up a hard drive with meaningless information and bricking it or uh, installing some sort of uh, of, of uh, uh, Trojan program that protects a nasty piece of malware from being detected he was um very much dedicated to creating software that would uh that would find that and remove it
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now um it's interesting to note uh, a little bit about his his background and um i, I read not too long ago a a piece from Released by Wired, called "John McAfee's Last Stand" by uh, Joshua Davis.
1: Yes, they um, also have a, a an ebook available yeah. on Amazon that you can purchase. I think it's ninety nine cents, and I think it's a I want to say it's thirteen chapters, something yeah, like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's not a, a long, long book, but no. it's it's you know more than an article.
1: Yeah, because uh, apparently this guy from Wired was there for like six months.
0: Yeah, yeah um but yeah he he had been um you know as he was working for uh you know companies like omex um in the early 1980s i mean he was a a pretty heavy drug user apparently he yeah. uh, used cocaine quaaludes um you know he uh, he had been a pretty heavy drinker before that even in his college days it looks like um and uh, apparently got to a point where he decided you know that was it he wasn't going to do this anymore, and he'd really straightened up, um, cleaned up. And this was, you know, this was before he he really got the idea to to go in and do this himself to yeah. launch his own company. Um, so, and, and, you know, it's not that I necessarily want to uh, smear mud on John McAfee so no. much as I, I think it provides some context for for the kinds of things that happen later on in his life.
1: Sure, and uh, he he made some interesting decisions with that software that he created. One of those was that. He uh, decided upon the shareware distribution model, yeah. which ended up being a very effective way for him to get that software out there on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in '87, he formed um, McAfee Associates, which was essentially in charge of, of creating this McAfee antivirus software. Uh, but it wasn't that much longer. I mean, it was just in '94 when he resigned from the company, and, and a couple of years later, he sold his his stake. Uh, in the company entirely and mm-hmm. just completely got away from it. Um, at one point I hear that he was valued at around a hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. He himself stated that due to the uh, economic depression and, and downturn and, and all these other issues, that he was reduced to closer to four million dollars, uh, after that was all over. Although, more recently, in two thousand and twelve, he said that that was probably not entirely accurate that he may he may in fact have had a bit more than four million dollars um, and this is where we start getting into some pretty strange stuff um he one thing was that he was really interested in this this concept of quorum sensing mm-hmm. Now, uh, quorum sensing, especially when it refers to uh, bacteria, is a way of, uh, that bacteria have of reacting in a certain manner. And that manner is completely dependent upon how much bacteria is present at that time. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if you were to provide a stimulus to these bacteria, they would provide a response that would be based mostly upon how many other, uh, uh uh, instances of that bacteria are present. So if there is X number or greater, it will respond one way. But if it's fewer than that, it will respond a different way. And uh, um, McAfee said that he was doing this in order to try and develop new uh, antibiotics, antibacterial treatments, things that could help humans uh, in a medicinal way. And he relocated to to Belize, which is in Central America, mm-hmm. Uh, the only country in Central America, by the way, for which English is the official language. Hmm. Although, from what I understand, it is not the most prevalent language spoken there. It is, however, the official one. Anyway, he moved to Belize, um, created this, uh, lab in his home. He had a, uh, apparently a pretty large compound there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has a, a lab at that compound that, uh, was, from what he was saying, all about studying this stuff to try and create uh, better medicines, uh, mostly medicines that he was looking at. He was looking at a lot of um, uh, natural uh, elements, things that were um, found out in rainforests, things like that, as the the key to these sort of uh, medicines. That's what he was claiming.
0: Yeah, it would seem that his his entrepreneurial spirit hasn't completely left. Because he's, he's done this. He's also, uh, even apparently tried to come up with a, a sport. Um, uh, when he was living. Yes, when he was living, uh, out in the Southwest. Now this is before he moved to, to Belize. Lees, yeah. Um, apparently, um, I, I, was listening to a radio report from someone who had been, uh, you know, who had met McAfee more than once. And he said, yeah, I, I want you to come out here and check out this new sport. Apparently, uh, in in trekking, you're supposed to fly, I don't know, uh, very, very close to the ground. Yeah. Um, the idea is you,
1: you fly very low to the ground using uh, some form of aircraft. It might even be a hang glider with a motor attached to it. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that you are flying close to the ground so that you get that real sense of speed and danger from being you know, just uh, uh, a very short distance away from crashing to a, a, a potential uh, terrible injury or death. And in fact, um, McAfee was involved in a wrongful death lawsuit that was the result of a, a person dying from uh, an arrow trekking accident. Um, so, I mean, this was, you know, he, he's known as a daredevil as well as many other things, which will, I guess we can kind of segue into. Now, this is going to get really weird, folks. Cause <laughs> here, here's the thing is that we, there are a lot of different reports. There's what McAfee has said through, or, we presume it's McAfee. Yes. Through various blogs and Twitter account, uh, Twitter messages, things like that. There are things that he has said. There are things that people who know him have, have said. There's things that journalists who have, uh, investigated this have said. And honestly, uh, we don't have the whole story, uh, um, but it doesn't no matter, always match up. Yeah. No matter who's telling the story, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: well, so, it is known that the, the Belize police have, uh, visited him on more than one occasion.
1: Yes. They're, their gang's unit actually, uh, raided his house in April 2012. The gang suppression unit in Orange Walktown, Belize. They raided his home under suspicion that his laboratory was actually producing crystal meth.
0: Mm-hmm. That
1: that was in fact what he was interested in making and not, um, medicine. And in fact, there are, there are journalists, there are bloggers who have said that, um, uh, that, that McAfee was very active in online discussion forums that were dedicated to drug manufacture, like as in illicit drugs yes. or, or recreational
0: drugs. Um, Although and, there is a woman who um, he talked into a job offer to come down and work on uh, medicinal drugs as well. Right. So the, again, this is, there are conflicting reports. Right, So so it could be that these reports
1: that he was the one who was on these recreational drug sites, maybe that wasn't him. You know, because they they were using uh, uh, pseudonyms. I mean, handles. They weren't. Yeah. It wasn't just him there. Uh, but uh, Gizmodo published a report that very much seemed to indicate that he was one of the people on this recreational drug forum, right. talking about trying to perfect a, a, a typical kind of drug that would, um, well, it was supposed to enhance his uh, uh, his sexual experiences as well as give a uh, sense of euphoria and supposedly would create a very uh, gradual and mellow um, come down afterward. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and and he the the guy who was posting under this name posted a lot about this particular kind of drug. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not that was John McAfee, however, is still a question. Right now. One of the things that people have said is that the drugs that he was talking about often can create a sense of paranoia in someone who's using those drugs. Right. Now, again, whether or not McPhee was using those drugs is a, is a question that's left open. However, I think it's safe to say that paranoia is something he has felt. Yes. Uh, he has, he has demonstrated, uh, paranoid tendencies. Now, again, there's always that joke, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you, but, (laughs) We can't really say that, but we can definitely say that he has shown some uh, some paranoid tendencies. One of those is uh, trying to evade the police. Now, as of the recording of this podcast, which is at the end of November 2012, he's still on the run from police in Belize. And uh, the reason why the police are interested in him is that someone who lived near him, uh, Gregory Viant Fall, was found shot dead. Uh, a few, well, several meters away from uh, from McAfee's property, mm-hmm. and uh, Fall and McAfee had a history of some uh, arguments, yes. some some, uh, some disagreements. Uh, one of which was that Fall said that uh, McAfee McAfee's dogs. Would, I think McAfee owned like eleven dogs. But that his dogs were barking all the time and that was driving Fall crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the other issues that happened recently was that several of uh, McAfee's dogs, I think four of them, died of poisoning. Yes. So uh, the implication here, and again, this is all unfolding, so we don't have the full information, but the implication is that perhaps Fall or someone that Fall knows poisoned the dogs and that perhaps there was an act of retribution against Fall. Mm -hmm. So uh, when the... The news first broke. It sounded like McAfee was not just a person of interest, but a suspect. Uh, Since then, Belize police have said, no, he's not a suspect. We just want to talk to him because we want to find out who killed Fall. Mm -hmm. It's uh, possible that perhaps someone around McAfee killed Fall for McAfee, not necessarily on McAfee's command. Yeah. Because as it turns out, McAfee has seemingly started to hang out with some pretty rough customers in
0: Belize. Yep, the photography that that accompanies the uh, Wired uh, book includes some people with some very large guns. Yeah,
1: the 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 stories and, are essentially. Oh, i sorry. Yeah, you know, right. I
0: mean, there's a guns are pretty heavily restricted in Belize yeah. too. So
1: the story essentially is that it sounds like McAfee has um, formed relationships with several of the the drug gangs in Belize. Now it may be that. He was doing this in an attempt to get hold of materials for his legitimate medical, you know, uh, research. That could be the case. Mm-hmm. It would not be necessarily the wisest move a person has ever made to get involved <laughs> with drug lords. No. But that's a possibility. Now, a lot of other people are saying, no, what's happening is McAfee got involved with them so he could get the ingredients he needed to make the recreational drugs that he was interested in. Mm-hmm. Which, again, we don't know. Um, so, uh, anyway, it's possible that maybe one of these, you know, gang members that he hangs out with committed the murder and it wasn't McAfee at all. So we don't know if McAfee, uh, shot Vaughn or if someone McAfee knows shot him or if it was just some random crime. Uh, that seems, that seems the most unrealistic of the various possibilities, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so McAfee's been on the run and has been posting or at least there have been blog posts attri- attributed to McAfee that mm-hmm. have posted in his absence that have made things sound even more strange. For instance, that McAfee has been uh, using elaborate disguises to to hide in plain sight.
0: Yes, he uh, appeared as a, a German um, tourist basically using profanity and just shouting at people randomly or uh, uh, tried to uh... – Uh, Disguise himself and and hunch over so that he didn't appear as tall as he normally is and uh, spoke in heavily uh, accented English trying to sell trinkets to – he said even – or this person said he even uh, attempted to sell something to an Associated Press reporter who didn't recognize him. Yeah,
1: a wooden dolphin.
0: Yes, uh, the the uh, reporter suddenly had a, uh, an urgent call to attend to.
1: Yeah, he's, in the blog post, McAfee, assuming it is McAfee, claimed yes. that he nearly sold one of these trinkets before uh, the AP reporter was called away. Now, the Belize police have been asking him to turn himself in so that he can talk about whatever it is that happened to fall, like who, who could have possibly killed him and to clear his name.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: McAfee, in turn, has said that Uh, or at least according to these reports and according to people who know him, who say they've talked to him, says that he doesn't want to go into police custody because he firmly believes that the police will kill him once he's in their custody.
0: Yeah. He, um, he even reacted to the, uh, that's the why he's on the run now actually was because when the, um, when the police showed up, he thought they were coming to hassle him again. So he, he, that's what he says anyway. So he escaped before they could catch him. Yeah. He, um,
1: so anyway, he's saying that the police are definitely going to kill him if they take him into custody. Uh, he's also at one point apparently suggested that uh, that Fall Fall's death was really meant uh, was that there was a hit gone wrong that was meant to hit McAfee and, and instead hit Fall. Hmm. Um, that was one of the other possibilities I heard about a couple weeks before we recorded this podcast. Um, so it's it, these are these are definitely tendencies that we would classify as paranoid. Yeah. Um, And honestly, again, we don't know all the information. It may be that perhaps McAfee is a very eccentric, but otherwise mostly innocent person. Now, it's true that his personal life also has some other complications. Uh, apparently, he uh, has several people living at that compound with him, including several uh, young women. Yes. With whom he often uh, has sexual relations, and including one who is identified over and over as a seventeen year old girlfriend yeah, but then there are other women uh in in at that compound as well and so i mean they they're definitely so it's kind of this weird larger than life odd david Lynch sort of story thing like if i if I saw this in a film, I would think the Cohen brothers made it yeah yeah it's
0: just it's just so weird when you think of somebody who has gone down in history as uh coming up with a very successful tech product. Um, you know, you, you don't typically think of that. You think of somebody like uh Jobs or Gates or um maybe Larry Ellison. Uh you know, some some people who they've got lots of money, they live a, a jet setter's lifestyle, maybe, maybe not. Um but you don't really typically think of, you know, when you hear something like, well, John McAfee is a person of interest in this murder case and you go, Really? Right. That's just strange. But but
1: you know the reason why we wanted to do this podcast was not just to talk about about McAfee, although that was you know the, the main the main focus, but also to talk about some other people in technology
0: who have displayed odd traits. Well, yeah, that was that was the second thing that came to my mind was you know well he's he's not alone. I mean I was thinking specifically when I talked to Jonathan about this about um, uh, a man named Hans Reiser who yes. I also whom I read about in, in Wired. Uh, several years ago um when he was at that point accused of murdering his wife um and uh it was just strange to me because he was um he's known for um he's not as famous as as uh a John McAfee would be right but he is known for his riser fs it's a file system for uh for computers to store files and apparently is extremely efficient yeah um very popular among among a certain crowd
1: yeah very Um, very popular in various
0: linux distributions yes yes um and then you know i and here again i'm going wait this this person who is you know famous within a certain uh tech community is um you know, is, is wanted for murder? This is so strange.
1: Yeah, he, he married a woman named Nina Sharanova. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently uh, they met in Russia. Yeah. I believe. So that, and that has raised questions as to, you know, was that an arranged marriage kind of thing? But, mm-hmm. but, uh, whether that is or not, she, she turned up missing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, eventually, I know. It's, it's, a, it's an odd, odd phrase, right? Uh, but she turned up missing and then, uh, her body was found and eventually uh, Hans Reiser was taken into custody and uh he was tried he was convicted he ended up um getting a originally he was uh, tried under first degree murder yeah uh, but it was reduced to second degree murder in a plea deal
0: yeah
1: uh but yeah uh that's that goes beyond being odd i mm-hmm. would say uh but yeah, certainly uh, an example of someone who created something very influential in technology who ended up having some very severe problems.
0: Yeah. Well, he had um he had claimed that uh she had left the country and gone back to Russia and um you know, had th- there was nothing nothing there untoward. Of course, um the police had well they didn't have the body. They didn't know, you know, for sure whether she was missing or or dead and um they found his car with um, some blood stains of hers in it um, and an inch of water on the floorboard, apparently. And uh, he was trying to explain how he, you know, tried to clean out his car with water and how he was surprised to find out that car manufacturers don't put a hole in the floor so that water will drain out and all sorts of things apparently that made the jury shake their heads. And then finally he just said, you know, look, this is what happened. Um, but it's just a very, very thing. a uh, very, very weird thing, I, yeah. I should say. I meant I left out a word there. Um, to, to see something like that happen and, and, uh, you know, it's strange. If
1: you want to hear about some more, uh, here, do some more eccentric ones. These are not okay. nearly as grim. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, our buddy Tesla. Oh yes, Nikola Tesla. Internet darling Tesla. You guys <laughs> love Tesla. I just have to say, whenever we talk about Tesla, we get lots of emails Staring. and messages, okay. and yes, he's right behind Chris. Uh, his picture anyway. Uh, Tesla, yeah, one of those guys that everyone uh, on the internet seems to adore. Um, also kind of an odd fellow.
0: Uh, oh, extremely so.
1: Had a lot of compulsions that he would um, he would bow to all the time. One of them was an obsession with the number three. Apparently, uh, he made it a habit that before going into a building, he would walk around the block three times mm-hmm. before entering. I've read reports that he would always have stacks of three stacks of napkins, uh, and the napkins had to be. In uh, a number that's divisible by three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, although the number has uh, changed depending upon which source I was reading. There was one that said nine and one that said eighteen. Uh, but, you know, he, he had uh, uh, anything that was that had the number three in it. That was something that was very important to him. He wanted to stay in hotel rooms that were only
0: the room number needed to be divisible by three. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lived in a hotel. He didn't. Uh... You know, have an apartment or a house or...
1: Yeah, he uh, he also was a germaphobe and mm-hmm. um, he hated the thought of anything dirty. He didn't... You know, he was extremely uh, uh, obsessed with cleanliness, uh, not necessarily a bad thing until it goes a little too far. He apparently hated jewelry mm-hmm. and round objects.
0: Now, Grant, if you're,
1: if you're creating a Tesla coil, round ob- objects might kill you. So maybe that's why... <laughs> but um but yeah there was just these weird little things and and of course his eccentricities became more and more pronounced as he got you know closer to his death mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. he kind of had a, a pretty sharp decline and part of that was probably brought on by the stress and anxiety he felt by you know feeling like legitimately so but feeling like he had been um uh, cheated out of his spot in the limelight for quite some time when other um other people were getting patents on inventions that he felt he was the rightful inventor of and therefore he should be the one holding the patent um kind of a tragic life really when you uh, when you look at the whole story although he did yeah. some amazing things i mean you know, alternating current and tesla coils radio i mean again radio is one of those big ones where yeah. he originally had the patent and then the patent office famously reversed their decision on his patent and gave it to marconi and that was uh that was a big slap in the face, uh, but he's not the only famous tech guy who had some weird personality quirks. Uh, Samuel Morse, another one.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Morse. Now this is an unpleasant one to talk about. Of course, uh, he's
0: uh, he's known for his involvement with the telegraph.
1: Yep, patented the telegraph. He also uh, he also built. I didn't realize this. In my research, I found out he had built a marble cutting machine, hmm. like to cut slabs of marble into three-dimensional sculptures. He was not able to get a patent on it because there was a patent for a previous device that did essentially the same thing, but he did invent one. Hmm. Um, so he was paranoid as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, you know like McAfee, very paranoid, although his paranoia was, was <laughs> painted against very broad groups, uh, notably the Catholics. He was Protestant and he believed that Catholics were going to wipe out Protestants. Um, he also apparently thought that the nation of Austria was dedicated to destroying Protestants. And he even ran for the mayor of New York City under the nativist party. And the nativist party was, uh, an anti immigration party. Mm-hmm. They didn't want any immigrants coming into the United States. Um, and, and his, his, uh, prejudices went well beyond Catholics and, and Aust- Austrians. He also, uh, seemed to hold several uh, pretty strong negative opinions about uh, people who are Jewish, mm-hmm. uh, as well as he defended uh, the institution of slavery. Now you got to remember, yeah. you know, Morse is active in the mid nineteenth century, so this is even before the Civil War. But he w- he defended slavery, saying essentially that it was uh, it was part of the divine plan, mm-hmm. and so um, you know he he created something that ended up being instrumental in our communications network and really laid the foundation for what would become later on our our telephone network. And then even beyond that, the internet itself, you're talking about this is like the beginning of all of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And yet also held these, these beliefs and uh, seemed to have some pretty crazy ideas. I mean, the idea that, that there was this this organized conspiracy to wipe out a certain segment of the population was a little odd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh and then I've got one this one's more fun or weird and less again grim or gloomy mm-hmm. but uh, uh and again this this was something I read on a blog post that was about people who showed odd tendencies you know people in technology so um uh, but uh, the it was about Yoshiro Nakamatsu who was the guy who uh held the most patents ever like 3000 wow um he invented compact discs digital or dvds he also uh did uh digital watches mm-hmm. um lots and lots of stuff apparently his little eccentricity is that he writes down everything he eats he re- he make- makes a record of it and he has a specific goal a very particular goal to live to be 144 years old. Wow. And uh, the the thing that makes up the majority of his diet is what the blog called Yummy Nutri Brain Food, which was a combination of seaweed, cheese, yogurt, eel, eggs, beef, and chicken liver. And also he had a very interesting way of inspiring himself to get new idea- ideas for inventions. Mm-hmm. He would submerge himself in a tub of water and then hold his breath until he could not possibly hold his breath a moment longer to the point where he said that he was a half second away from drowning. Mm -hmm. And he says it was the depletion of oxygen that is integral for the act of inspiration. Hmm. So that's interesting. I do not recommend that. (laughs) In fact, I would like to currently say with all sincerity –
0: don't do that.
1: There are better ways of coming up with good
0: ideas. Well, the longevity um, argument that he makes sort of reminds me of Ray Kurzweil, whom we've talked about before and who uh, believes that we are reaching the point at which uh, the singularity is very likely to occur, the point where, you know, basically people will be able to, you know, with technological help, become immortal. Right. Uh, essentially. And – um uh, you know, he has been on a, uh, very strict, um, diet for quite some time and, and taking, uh, certain vitamins and things, antioxidants that, that he hopes will preserve, um, his physical body until the point where it can be transferred, I guess, to a, uh, uh, cybernetic state. But, um, you know, that's one of those things where you think of, um, Kurzweil and all these things that, uh, he's done in, in terms of, um, uh, Learning technologies and uh, music and you know you hear something else and you go, Well that's that's kind of unusual. But um, you know again that's that's more of a that's sort of fun and not so uh, not so deep. Jonathan's got an unusual look on his face. Did you find something else? I was
1: just looking at some other things Nakamatsu
0: has done. Oh, okay. Apparently he has a million dollar
1: toilet room made completely out of gold. Okay that then. helps him think better.
0: Whatever uh, helps, I suppose.
1: And he has a vertical moving room in his house, which you must not call an elevator. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, a lot of his inventions are kind of those wacky inventions, like the patent stuff that he's got. Not all of the patents are um, necessarily uh, things that you would think of as being actually useful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of a uh, the Mister Popiel of Japan, apparently. <laughs>
0: pocket fisherman.
1: Yeah. Anyway, so, so clearly, uh, genius can sometimes come with some, uh, some little weird quirks. Yes. Sometimes quirks that can lead to pretty tragic outcomes. Hopefully, uh, we'll see more of the fun, weird quirks than the, uh, the ones that are going to create, uh, dark news items. Cause goodness, I certainly don't want any more of those, hmm. but, and that kind of wraps up our discussion here. There are plenty of other examples, and I'm sure there are There are probably giants in the technology industry out there who have uh, personality issues or personality uh, traits that we would find endlessly fascinating, but we don't know about them because they've kept them under wraps. <laughs> That's my goal. To keep all of my personality quirks under wraps. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I guess I shouldn't post on Twitter all the time. Um, but that wraps up this discussion, and if you guys have any suggestions for future episodes of Tech Stuff, I highly recommend you get in touch with us. Send us an email. Our address is techstuff at discovery.com or drop us a line on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle there is Stuff HSW. And Chris and I will talk to you again really soon.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the 2012 Toyota Camry.